yo 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 welcome to crate 808 and another sneak peek into what's happening on our patreon with our wu-tang chronicles where we go through every solo wu project and we're on the ghostface killer tip and today it is fish scale and more fish from 2006 a very divisive project but one that we are going to dig into with writer and producer sunraw so if you enjoy this little clip go to patreon.com forward slash crate 808 sign up there support the pod it helps us grow helps us do more content like this and we can get through all that woo all the woo and then start on something new like griselda or something let's go but yes hope you enjoy this and yeah we should catch you on the flip side boom one thing we like to do with this woo uh series is i'm not sure if you remember the wu-tang name generator do you remember that yes right yes, i do did you ever use it i did I don't remember what mine came out because I don't remember what name I even put in. It was in my full name, but it was it was something like Master Assassin or, or something <laughs> like that. Well, I've got a little treat for you, Sunmore. Anyone who comes on for these Wu Chronicles, I take it upon myself to Wu Tang generate your name, right? So I don't know if you remember. There's an official one and an unofficial one. The unofficial one is that Childish Gambino myth to it, you know. Uh, so I've got you two names here. With these, you can do whatever you want. You can get t-shirts made up, you can get tattoos if you want, or you can just leave them be. But this is what you got, right? The All unofficial right. name for yourself, Sunraw. Vulgar Dominator. I think that's... I think a lot of people would agree with that one. <laughs> that's so worrying. Only my, my high school teacher would be like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, that checks. That checks. <laughs> right around when I discovered Wu-Tang, I'm guessing, like something like that, they'd be like, yeah, that, that sounds right. That sounds about right. Okay, so this is a side to you I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit, the vulgar, the vulgar dominator. Uh, this one, I thought, has so many levels to it. The official name for yourself is Tiger Fist Sarcastic. Now, <laughs> all right, all right. Like, casting definitely mm -hmm. lines up. I, I can't say that I'm I'm great with the tiger fist. I'm not, I'm a you know like Ghostface. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Okay, I was thinking TFS. It kind of works that way. You could, do, I don't know, if you wanted it, it's there for you, mate, and you can do whatever you want with it. But there's the Wu Tang name generator. I love that, and I love that someone still got it running. It's still running after all these years. Amazing. If I, if I'm being honest, Fish Scale has unique moments, and that draws me back. The Dilla you mentioned, mm -hmm. the Doom beats, mm -hmm. um, that is the Lewis Parker beat. Sorry? I say the Lewis Parker beat is Shaky oh, Dog. Yeah. Shaky Dog gets me gets yes. me back. And I know people do love that truck song, but good lord, it's still it's so above and beyond. Like that could be on on another album he's done and it'd just be that good. Like it's just incredible. But yeah. When when I re-listened to it yesterday before this podcast, it actually got me really hyped up. I'm like, oh, maybe this record is just a lot better than I remember. And then you're like, okay, no, it's it's really an up and down kind I'm of actually, Yeah, actually, because it does. It is the second. It's the second track. So I remember that at the time hearing it and going, holy fuck, is this how we start? There are moments on this that is literary genius, like literary greats would look at that and go, oh, that's really interesting use of, and I know it's very easy set as hip hop heads, but I, I want someone to differ with me, argue this point because the details of a story, as we all, as most of us know, a great story is told with great details and shaky dog, right? When I'm listening back to that, and you think we have got, we live in this world where we know ghosts eats fish and chips. 
which I never knew. So he eats fish and chips. He's he he was it? He's smoking baseball spliffs. That imagery, bang, I'm in. And then he's wearing S dots with tartar sauce on them. That also, again, all these little moments are uses of the English language that are so rewarding listening to them now that these details I I forgot that there's just one line in there where he says um, back seat with my leg all stiff I'd forgotten oh yeah he's eating these fish and chips in the back seat cramped of a car and those are moments that you when you reread a book you go oh yeah I forgot that he, he'd done this in Catcher of the Rye or whatever you know so this is this is my level for ghost appreciation that song and telling you this is what Alaska Atom said in the last episode we did he said um, Ghost is a real genius at telling you about someone by telling you about what they've done uh, like their actual actions I thought that is a really good way and there's a perfect moment in Shaky Dog when he talks about like, this is the real marrow you know this is the real moments of enjoyment where you can like suck the marrow out of the bars because he yeah. says um he sees a lady with a shopping cart. She keeps a shotty clocked in the hallway. She looks pretty old, ghost. So he's talking like second person. Then it's <laughs> she worked for Kevin. She was about seventy-seven. She paid her dues when she smoked his brother-in-law at his boss's wedding. Yes. Right, I. That's the hardest seventy-seven-year-old I know. Going back to what you were saying about kind of it being a literary moment, I'm going to shout out uh, Jeff Weiss from Passion of the Weiss. Where there you I, go. Like he wrote the review for Supreme Clientele on Pitchfork, which is not a site I endorse at all, but go see, go read just that one and then leave the site. Um, and he compared him to James Joyce. And yes. I was like, that's really accurate in the sense that, I mean, not that I've managed to read James Joyce and make my way through like, mm. you know, the, the really difficult ones. But if you read extracts, you can see what he's saying, even though the words don't necessarily mean anything, but it gets the emotion, it gets the idea in your head yeah. of what it means. And Ghost is really good at like switching between moments where he's calling someone an onion head and you're like, what the hell is an onion head? Well, an onion and then telling you just something like, yeah, I'm eating fish and chips and like sauce got on my kicks and something like that. And he can like almost effortlessly shift between those two modes, at least at that time. Mm. And you know, he, he's kind of aware that, that that's something that people want. I actually think that's probably why Supreme Clientele 2 is never coming out or has taken so long to come out because it must be really hard to get back to that state when it's not just a natural, mm. you know, expression for it. The highlight for me, probably my favorite track. I mean, there's two. There's Underwater, which is... Let's go. Like, like when you were mentioning Shaky Dog, like I always say, if like the brilliance of that album is you start in a cab with Ghost and you end up underwater, like on an aquatic adventure, and it still makes sense. Like who can carry you from point A to point B? And kind of the midway point to that, which is, it had me really hyped for another Ghost and Ray tape, is Ragu, which uh, yeah. I believe that's Pete Rock point. That's like one of my all time favorite mm. Pete Rock beat. There's a lot of brilliant, brilliant Pete Rock beats. Mm. But like, I, I, I listen to Ragu and I just think, yeah, that's where Griselda got their whole thing. Like, yes. I mean, obviously there is a ton of ghost face killer DNA paused in West Side Gun's whole, you know, whole style and what he did for them. But Ragu in particular, it's like that, it's just a loop. It's like kind of muted, mm. but it's got like this like melancholy to it. And you're telling the crime stories on it. I was like, oh, we need another album with these soon. It didn't happen. I know. And it, that, 
a little bit. I mean, we had the Woo Massacre album, but at that point, things were a little shaky. So there you go. Sunraw, absolutely smashing it. What a great chat that was. We went into everything, didn't we? But yeah, so hit us up in the comments of this album, what you think to it, and uh, we should shout you out on the show if they're any good. And crate808 at gmail.com for any other questions or queries, and patreon.com slash crate808. Sign up, support the show, tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, and let's get this growing, this community geeking out even more, and we shall catch you soon. Boom.